great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of rams brothers i'm your host dean and i'm joined as always by my brother and the other fantastic host of this show nick and nick we're back it's a bye week but carson wentz is now in horns. But before we talk about Carson Wentz, first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good. I can't, I mean, our younger sister's name is Carson. So I just have been thinking about her a lot because I don't get to see her that often because I live far away. And I texted her, I was like, what do you think about the Carson Wentz news? And she said, I don't care at all. I don't (laughs) even really know what team he's on. And then I told her he was on the Rams. She was like, that's cool. I didn't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's breaking news, right? So Carson Wentz is now a Los Angeles Ram. He's 46-45-1 as a starter. I guess the question that everybody is asking themselves is why didn't it happen sooner, right? Because he was working working with John Gruden in the summer in Los Angeles. Like, it only made sense for him to come into the building and eventually sign. But the Rams opted to go with Brett Rippon and Dresser win. And obviously, we know what happened with Stenson Bennett. And it has then led them to bringing in Carson Wentz. And Brett Rippon and Dresser Winter are not even on the roster anymore. They I mean, said, goodbye, you're waived. It's no longer time for you to be on this team. And the performance from Brett Rippon, I think, justified that over the 100%. weekend. So. I feel like they thought that they owed it to Rippon. You know, it's like maybe they trusted him going in the game because he's the practice squad guy. So it's like they're thinking the man with the most knowledge um, – is the best in this situation, uh, which is what they thought last year with Wolford and Perkins until they did the exact same thing this year, found a scrappy guy who didn't have a team. Last year was Baker, and now it's Carson. And, I mean, yeah, I, I said it last year. I was like, why didn't they call Baker sooner? Like, Yeah, it's it, odd. It was like, Wolford is horrible. Brett Re- Rippon is terrible. And I wanted to dress her win to get in the game last week. And they tried to go back to John Wolford just recently. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, yeah, some it's kind it's, of spark, anything. It's just like if you would have done this against the Packers, there's a real – I mean, you might have won the game, honestly. The, the conversation the conversation is heating up. I We're going to talk a lot about Carson Wentz. We're going to get into Nick's picks. And also welcome to all of the new subscribers. If you're here for the Jersey giveaway and you're a new subscriber to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining. We uh, were very, very hopeful that, that, that you guys, my camera's in a weird spot, very hopeful that you guys um, are participating in the jersey giveaway and hopefully get yourself a Steve Avila or a Puka Nakua jersey to support the rookies, support the brothers, support Vince also, who is helping fund the giveaway. He's a great, great fan. Uh, Vince AG uh, on, on Twitter. Make sure that you guys follow him as well. It's part of the giveaway. And also make sure that you guys are... Liking and subscribing. We've got a lot of good stuff coming at you guys. Carson Wentz talk, Matthew Stafford talk, everything in between. Nick, I think, uh, yeah, there's there's a pin from Vince. Good stuff. 
couple pins from Vince. Really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Vince, Vince is the man. If you don't know what the giveaway is, um, you follow both of us on Twitter uh, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you get a free jersey potentially. So, yeah, be a fan. Be a part of the movement, guys. The Rams, the Rams are here to stay. Let's go. Um, yes, they are. Let's go back to Carson Wentz, right? Because this Carson Wentz conversation, Nick, was heating up before we even got into our little spiel about liking and subscribing. Carson Wentz, it's such an interesting history, right? Because you go back to 2016 when he was drafted, he was seven and nine and had a pretty through for a decent amount of yards, 3,782 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, had a 79.3 rating. And then the next year in 2017, he becomes the league MVP. He's 11-2. and two. He throws for 3,200 yards in 13 weeks, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I believe he broke Donovan McNabb's single-season touchdown record in that game against the Rams. So we'll bring that graphic back up. But I think that the conversation goes all the way back to that 2017 game, Nick, because here's us, young Rams fans. I mean, we have obviously been fans our entire lives, but this was even before the podcast had started. Uh, a little bit oblivious to what was to come to us in the Sean McVay era, but this was the 2017 team. This was 2017 Dean and Nick in the Coliseum enjoying a Rams-Eagles game and uh, didn't come away with the victory that we had wanted, but, I mean, an incredible season and almost more hope in that 2017 team than what we saw the following year in 2018 because that team was so exciting and so brand new. And just, I mean, it was the greatest show on surf for 2017, and nobody had ever seen it before, so... Yeah, uh, 2017 felt magical. Um, I mean, that that playoff game was her- terrible. But I was at UC- USC living on campus yeah. during that era. So we, like, literally were at my apartment and then just walked to the Coliseum. It was that amazing. Was, I mean, that was a, it was a beautiful moment in life. And then 2018, it felt like, oh, my God, you know, like this yeah, is it. Figured it out. And then they lose in the Super Bowl. But, I mean – all of the Wentz stuff, it's just such a it's such a tangled web that the Rams injure him and then Foles goes on to win a Super Bowl and then his ego really never gets back in check. And then, you know, the Eagles cut him and they draft Jalen Hurts and now he's on the Rams. So the Rams owns at, at one point had Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Uh, like it was everybody in that draft class. It was it's it's just really bizarre. So, and yeah, I mean, go, go bring him in. Yeah, I mean, going all the way back to – I should have brought him in sooner, but going all the way back to the 2017 game, the Eagles were 10-2, and two, and the Rams were 9-3, and three, and Carson Wentz was coming into the Coliseum. He was the clear favorite to be the MVP in that season until Tom Brady was the obvious dark horse and ended up winning it because Carson Wentz ended up hurting his knee. And it was actually a dive attempt, and he was diving on a goal-line rush attempt that ended up – it was a play that ended up getting nullified by a Lane Johnson holding penalty. So Mark Barron – hits him in the knee, stays in the game, ends up completing a successful fourth and goal touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey. And the Eagles go on to win the game with Nick Foles in the fourth quarter, 43 to 35. And here's the play where it happened. And if you guys remember Mark Barron, he was one of those dime linebackers that would just dive at your legs and take you out in any opportunity that he could. And I'm trying to think who that is on top of Carson Wentz. I'm trying to remember who that player is with the tattoo. If anybody remembers, let us know. Regardless, it was a moment in time where it felt like Carson Wentz could do no wrong. It felt like he was running through every barrier. He was a completely reckless player, but he was so insanely talented coming out of North Dakota State. And, I mean, he was the clear, unanimous MVP winner of that season. And that team obviously went on to go win the Super Bowl, Nick Foles. So you obviously fast forward all the way to today. But I think going back to that 
do you still think any of the magic is still there and bringing him back into the system with the John Gruden, Sean McVay connection and the Baker Mayfield relationship that they built last year? I feel like a lot of, so a lot of Eagles fans have been texting me because I've been very adamant in my lifetime saying that Goff is a way better quarterback than Wentz is. And I ended up being very much factually correct about that. Um, but they're all obviously coming at me now because I'm per, like Wentz is our quarterback. And the conversations I'm having with these people boil down to Sean McVay not really being a quarterback developer type coach. He's very impatient with the quarterback position. I mean, Wolford and Goff are really the only two that were supposed to truly develop under him. And he felt like Goff could not, wasn't good enough for him. So he throws him away. And then the exact same thing with Wolford. So I, I think either McVay's patience get tested and Wentz doesn't finish the season with the Rams, depending on Stafford's injury. Right. Or, or we get the best version of Carson Wentz in a system that's complicated, but he has a chance to really prove himself. I mean, Wentz could be what McVay saw for Wolford, where it's like kind of dual threat, um, yeah. can hit yeah. people deep, has like that big play uh, dog in him. But I mean, the way I see it truly – and I, I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers of the Carson Wentz fans out there. I, I do not really see it working out well. And I think it's a very muddled relationship between him and McVay at the end of the day. I think the, uh, yeah, because I, I just think that if Carson Wentz can kind of reprogram his brain a little bit and try and understand that the backup quarterback position is a very valuable position in the NFL, and if you can be a locker room guy, and that was a lot of the criticism was he was an erratic football player in Indianapolis and in Washington, and obviously at the tail end of his career in Philadelphia, but he was also a, not a consistent locker room guy. Like There were a lot of reports that came out that said he was not – intertwined with the locker room. He was disconnected and unaffiliated with the team in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. He would go off on his little hunting missions and do his thing in North Dakota State. So there are all of these connections and ties that I think that can lead to, you know, a narrative of this is a joke, right? Because that was kind of the initial reaction was Carson Wentz coming to the Rams is a joke, right? This is, this guy's been sitting around this entire season. How is this actually going to work out? But if you flip it on its other end and you say to yourself, Sean McVay can develop somebody that's already developed into a decent enough backup quarterback that can potentially win another job like he did with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's career was over. Yeah. It, it really was. So I mean, there is there is hope because for McVay, for, for you to really work in, in his system, you kind of have to be a little proven, it seems. I mean, yeah. Goff kind of being the exception. But, yeah, I mean, like these guys that are practice squad guys – that are supposed to come in like his kind of chosen ones. I mean, we kept three quarterbacks on the roster last year and right. we ended up having to bring in a fourth because Perkins and Wolford weren't even close to good enough. So, I mean, the whole developing quarterback thing is not in McVay's repertoire and it's why he went, and went out and got Gafford. A full adult man. We're all we – <laughs> we're all waiting to see that. We we want that to happen. And I think that in 2024 and 25, you could see that happen, but it all still remains to be seen because, you know, John Gruden is the guy that is the quarterback whisperer and apparently coached Carson Wentz back up to be able to 
to get back up to this level. And, and Sean McVay doesn't necessarily seem like he's that kind of guy. But the narrative could change in 10 years. You never know. So I, I'm hopeful that Carson Wentz, the signing makes sense. Him in a Rams jersey is, is pretty shell-shocking to me. Um, when you got the breaking news, it was like, are you serious? Like Carson Wentz is really signing with the Rams. Is this true? Why didn't it happen sooner? But I think that when you look at 2018 and you think at everything that happened with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, like that, that 2018 year, they actually came back to the Coliseum. After they beat us in the Coliseum, they came back to the Coliseum the next year in 2018. And Nick Foles beat us 30 to 23. Yeah, and Carson Wentz had a fracture in his back. They were trying to run that back. Then the Eagles ended up winning the final three games of the season, and then they went on to win their wild card game due to a double doink and found themselves back in a divisional round game, and everybody thought that Nick Foles was going to be able to win another Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then Carson Wentz has to go into that building every single day and look that statue in the face of Nick Foles and, and Doug Peterson in their exchange. Statue ever. Worst statue Car- of all. Carson Wentz still has a restaurant that he was supposed to open in Cherry Hill, which is <laughs> where we're from. Like, there's still the signage up on the road. Like, he was supposed to be the biggest deal in Philadelphia history. He yeah. was the say it was the Wentz wagon, Ginger Jesus. There were so many different acronyms that were used for Carson Wentz specifically um, to describe him. And everybody thought that he was going to be the next great thing. I did too, personally. And I think within that not me, 20, not me. The 2016, 2017, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz debate, Wentz was the unanimous favorite in 17 if he was going to go on, stay healthy, and win the MVP. So, and that, yeah. And listen, I stood my ground. I said, I think Goff is better. I think injuries are very important and you need to stay on the field. And I'd rather have somebody that's a pocket passer. Um, but I mean, yeah, I like the cross on uh, on Route 70 that we would drive by all the time. Eagles Colors Carson Wentz restaurant um, that never saw the light of day because they got rid of them too fast. It is it's very strange because I was able to put my mind back in 2016, 2015, like draft mode, Nick. And I remember like looking at the two quarterbacks and you had like the kind of like not really punky, but like good looking California boy in Jared. And then you had the the country boy in Carson Wentz. And I remember just thinking, Wentz just looks like a St. Louis Rams, Sam Bradford, Mark Bulger quarterback. <laughs> and I was I convinced myself that's who Jeff Fisher and Les were gonna draft. And I now guess. After all these years to see him in the building, he's going to be wearing Rams gear. I mean, I almost kind of want to see him start in a way. Like it's, I it's definitely want to see him. Yeah. I, we, if we had to watch Brett Rippon start and play, I I want to watch Carson Wentz start and play, especially if Matthew Stafford's UCL thumb sprain is worse than they made it out to be, and he needs to sit out for another week following the bye week. He wants to come back week twelve against the Arizona Cardinals. To me, that that's fine, right? Because of the season to what it is. If you're going to play competitive football, great. If you're going to be able to, you know, lose games competitively and get a better draft spot and try and get your first overall pick as high as possible, understandable. Carson Wentz is probably a good player to have on the field in that situation. So, oh, Carson Wentz, I can't believe it. Nick, remember the Coliseum that night? Damn, it was beautiful. That's the Coliseum. I, think I was only at one game at the Coliseum where they won, which is ridiculous. And it was the first. It was the first one at the Coliseum. First McVay's first game in the history of his uh, coaching career. 
every other game I went to at the Coliseum, they lost, which is insane because their record was so good there. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, hey, you brought in a hopefully a, a guy that settles into the backup quarterback role, has a winning record overall, and hopefully things work out for the best. But, Nick, I think I'm ready it, for, for, for Nick's picks. For the best part of the week, yeah. I just want to say this one thing, and once again, no hate on Stenson Bennett, the man, but this is another example of why that was like the worst draft pick in that scenario. Because now you have, like, you're literally getting a quarterback off the streets when it's free. This, yeah. this guy was supposed to be your backup, and you had to play Rippin, you had to get Dresser win, and then all of a sudden now there's just two quarterbacks on the roster. It's insane, but I'm ready for next picks. I was thinking that too. Emergency quarterback two two Atwell to the rescue. Gulp, gulp. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Uh oh, it's the producer. He's notifying me. He wants to play the graphic. It's time. My favorite time of the week. Well, it's already a Rams backup because he's he already threw a hospital ball. Next picks on a bye. Honestly, can't believe we're this deep into the NFL season. Always feels like it sneaks up on me, but this year in particular, I feel like I've aged like milk. It's week nine, and I feel like I'm just soggy and chunky because of the roller coaster ranks team that we've been following. The picks, though, have been pretty consistent over the year. At our midseason point, our record is 21 23 and 1, coming off a nice week. So we are a little behind, but once every year on Nick's picks, from its conception, once a year, we get a perfect 5 0. Will it be this one? I mean, people just have to wait and see. We have a little theme song for you guys, and then uh, then we get started with the picks. I'm just going to say that record real quick. Sounds like some 7-9 bullshit. No, because actually it's, it's very – 21, 23, and 1 is very much Jeff Fisher football, <laughs> so I'll give you that. All right, let's hear what we got for this when week. you listen to the bros, all the other fans you meet have a very poor point of view. And I say, hey, why don't we gamble on these games? We can win so much money as long as we don't bet on the Rams. Don't listen to your heart. Listen to my picks. Listen to my brother. Unless he bets on Cooper Cup. <laughs> when you <laughs> Too many Cooper Cup finding the end zone bets out of you this year. Did you know that that song, the original song, the Arthur theme song, was sung by Bob Marley's son, Ziggy Marley? I I probably am the one that told you that information. Maybe. Maybe. Because I, I knew it. I knew it. Still fascinating. Cover by Nick. Perhaps even better. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Although when uh, you said that final way, thing. Arthur. Arthur's amazing. I was going on at the end. Bless you. Uh, excuse me. Thank you. Texans at the Bengals. I love what the Bengals have become. They turn on the Jets, they pin their ears back, and they rise like the Phoenix every single year. It almost makes you trust them more than, say, the Eagles, who win every game close. No one wants to believe that losses are a good thing, but failure is always the best teacher. Much like an actual Bengal, they learn, they adapt, and they are far better in the jungle, and this game is in Cincinnati. And I won't deny that the Texans are hot. I just don't trust them from week to week. They didn't cover last week, which benefited us. And they're just too young to take on a competitor in that competitor's house. I know the Bengals are facing injuries to Chase, to Higgins. We don't know if they're going to play. I really don't think it's going to matter. 
This league isn't about overreacting from week to week. It's about what can you do as a whole. And I think the Bengals as a whole, what they've overcome, look like potentially the best team in the league. Um, and I'd much rather have a true contender than a young buck who's amazing, but I'd much rather have Joe Barrow in my corner. And the, it's, it, it's a lot of points. Bengals minus six and a half, but I'm going to take it. And I also love the over. Uh, Bengals D ranks towards the bottom, and the Texans rank in the middle. So I think 47 and a half is, is enough for me to push over. I think 30 to 22, Bengals win over hits, and, it, and we cover. That almost feels like it's the game of the week with CJ Stroud playing as well as he is. And I think Joe Burrow might potentially be the MVP of the season if he keeps playing as well as he does and fully comes back from that calf injury. He's like plus 750 behind Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and I think one other guy. Dark horse MVP bet for me. Yeah, he's like 9-1 to one right now. I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. Also, like my favorite teams to watch are all on by. I watch the Eagles every week. Obviously, I watch the Rams Chiefs. every week. Yeah, Chiefs and the Dolphins. And like and the Dolphins, yeah. So it's hard. I mean, some of this next game might be my biggest bet of the season. Saints at Vikings. If the Saints lose this game, they're not serious, and it would be a shame because they have a real shot to be serious. You push forward here, you find a way to win in a tough away environment, and then you win the division easily easily. You march into the playoffs and you get hot. They have the pieces. They didn't roll over in that Bears game when they went down. They actually came back, and they should be able to win this game. Minus two and a half away might feel like a lot, but the Vikings are on to wide receiver three being wide receiver one. No Akers, no Osborne, no Kirk, no Jefferson. Saints are getting a gift, a true gift, not to mention the clock will strike midnight on Dobbs. As we just had a whole week of overreactions to his performance, it was amazing. It was remarkable. We all loved it. But after the Cardinals beat the Cowboys with Dobbs as the quarterback, the very next week, Dobbs found his way back to planet Earth. This is my personal biggest bet of the week. Might be biggest bet of the season. Saints minus two and a half. I'm sure it'll find a way to be close. But at some point, I think the Saints, the Saints will have to start pulling away from their garbage fire division. And I think it starts now, 26-19. I think Saints walk away feeling pretty good about themselves. I think you're talking too much uh, trash about the Vikings' number three receiver, Brandon Powell. Powell is fire. He who is I fire. think had the game-winning catch in that, that most recent Vikings game. Uh, guess, Josh Jobs is an astronaut, Nick. How dare you talk badly about him? But I did like the fall from planet Earth reference. Very well done, sir. Thank you. I listen. I, I I spent a lot of time on that game alone. I looked up a lot of facts that I did not put into that little briefing because nobody wants numbers. They want charisma in these picks. I I got some numbers for you here in this one. Giants at Cowboys. Sixteen points in an NFL game. It's too many to lay. It's just too many. I don't care that the Cowboys beat the Giants forty to nothing week one. I don't care the Giants are on their fourth string. I don't care about any of that. Last year, there was one game that had spread this high, and the underdog covered. And the, and the year before that, 18-point spread was the highest we saw, underdog covered. It won't make any sense that the Cowboys will look flustered after an Eagles game. The Giants D will somehow be ferocious. It won't make sense. Danny DeVito will carve up these Cowboys like they're Swiss cheese, and they'll only lose by 15. 
20 to 6, Cowboys win. And before you freak out, I know it's a weird pick. I'm kind of zagging everybody because everybody loves Cowboys minus 16. Every single team in the NFL has the exact same cap. They're all full of grown adults who want to win every single week. Plus 16, just take it. I know you don't like it, but Cowboy, uh, Giants plus 16. And Nick also declares that the spread is too large and thinks Danny DeVito, a sub above, wins the game. I like that. I like the way how he says that. Jersey Mike or Jersey Mike's a sub above. I do too. I do too. It's weird. Uh, I know. I don't know why he pronounces it. We must be brothers. It works because he's a genius. We love Danny DeVito. What else you got, brother? So run it back. Bengals minus six and a half over 47 and a half in Bengals Texans. Saints minus two and a half, personal fave. Giants plus 16. My quick pick, because it's only Wednesday night, and we got we have a game uh, tomorrow, so we get to talk about the Thursday game. Panthers plus three and a half. Um, Tyson Baggett or Bajant, uh, his father, arm wrestling champion. I don't care. I think the Panthers' D is really, really good, and I think um, – I think the offense is going to make some moves with Adam Thielen because I'm playing against him in defense, so he's going to go off, or in fantasy, so he's going to go off. Yeah, he's been incredible this season in fantasy. I thought he was going to be just like an old receiver that wasn't going to get a ton of targets, a ton of attention. He's just Bryce Young's number one target. It's outrageous. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that'll be my my quick pick of the week or anytime lock or whatever the hell we want to call it, Dean's lock. Adam Thielen. Anytime touchdown score, Dean's lock. Sure, sure. Dean, I'm going to tell you something that you're not going to want to hear. My other lock is Joe Burrow to win the MVP, but yeah, sure. If, if we're going to count the Musgrave touchdown last week as your pick, which I think is fair, you are two and seven on the, <laughs> on the year. On the Terrible. Squad. Same as my fantasy squad. That works. Oh, out. no, that's true. Works out fantastic. Makes sense. Wow. That's, how, that's how often I win my bets. Two out of every nine. That's how bad I am. Um, thank you guys for listening. New subscribers, welcome to the party. We're going to have a lot of fun here. We very much appreciate you guys being a part of the movement. Um, keep watching, keep subscribing, and go Rams. Go Rams. Appreciate you guys. Horns up. We have a bye week, so go hang out with your girlfriend or your kids and don't watch football and just look at your phone and check the scores and be like, yes, next pick's one. <laughs> yeah, kick your feet up and relax. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.